You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cannabis Hangout. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saab. And today, as a part of our industry leaders (laughs) series, we are interviewing a local Oklahoma City dispensary manager who is extremely passionate about cannabis and education, just like we are. He's constantly striving to put patients first and enhance the experience and make it seamless. So guys, please welcome Michael to the Cannabis Hangout. Hello, everyone. Hi. (laughs) Hey, Michael. Welcome. And thanks for taking time out of your day to come be with us. So most of you listeners don't know, but Michael and I actually work together at Living Leaf. I've gotten to grow with him and learn so much from him. So let's just dive right in. Michael, (laughs) where did your cannabis journey begin? My cannabis journey began a year and a half ago um, on April 15th of 2019. I can give you the exact date. Um, When I started with Living Leaf and um, I, you know, my entire life have been around people that smoked and I never had a problem with it. Um, Coming to find out maybe there were times where I did try it when I was under the influence of other things. So um, knowing that it was something that was safe, something that was healthy and that it could improve people's lives, but not really knowing much else, just kind of lived my life and, and happened to get this job out of kind of nowhere, just needed a job and the Mm -hmm. posting was there. And um, the universe was making some stuff happen. Had that your I back. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, started to learn a lot about our bodies and how it's set up to actually, you know, process and, yeah. and consume THC and all this stuff and, and just learning. And um, I was hooked from, from the second that it's It's so it fascinating. I feel yeah. like it's always changing. You're always learning something different that you yeah. didn't know, even though when you think you're like pretty well-versed, you know, yeah, we even like, oh, we will have patients come in sometimes and they'll say, yeah, you know, I heard, you know, this, or I read this, or I was in Colorado and they said this and I'm like, no way. And I'd start to Google search as fast as my, as my thumbs will go. And yeah. I'm like, shut up. That's so cool. You, it's just something new every day. And yeah. Keeps you on your toes, which is very important. Yeah. It's a good, it's a healthy relationship yeah. to yeah. have. <laughs> right. You check uh, in on each other every single day. Yeah. Hey, is there anything new going on? Yeah. You're yep, bonding, okay, cool. you know, mm-hmm. all these different things. Yeah, I could keep you. going, but <laughs> I'm not going to run that one. But okay. So you've been, you really, you've only been consuming cannabis since 2019. It sounds like. Yeah, um, consciously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, very recent thing. I'm, it, I'm such a stickler for rules. Um, I, I always was like, what if I'm the one person that I make a bowl or like I go buy a pipe and then the police are knocking on my door. Like that's always <laughs> that. paranoid. Like, yes. It's um, uh, predictors of the anxiety that I found that I had gotcha. later on and, yes. and, and how to treat nowadays. Yeah. So what's your favorite way to consume cannabis? I love to smoke. I love to smoke a flower lot. Power. The, flower power. Flower power. It's the most natural way to go about it. It's how our ancestors were doing it for centuries and, and yeah. millennia. And, and it's just the best way to access all the, the medical properties. Um, unfortunately, I live in a place where I cannot smoke when I want to. So, What do you mean by that? Um, dun, dun, dun. Ooh, I <laughs> live in an apartment where there is no smoking allowed. Not, not even, even on, on the your balcony. balcony. No, 
so sad. What the heck? How is that? How are you really? Yeah. So they can make rules. Um, there's nothing that they can do for me having them since I'm a card carrying okay. patient um, to have that in my apartment, but um, they can limit smoking on their premise. So if you do smoke, and this is cigarettes as well, you okay. do have to go outside. Okay. Um, I live on a 21st so floor. They so it's know not- if you smoke inside your apartment, they can, I guess it's seeping through other people's walls and they're telling on you. Yeah, he's been told yes. on a couple times. Oh, <laughs> what a freaking bummer. It yeah. is, you know, but I want to be respectful of the people around me. And, right. and if they're not, down I guess that for comes it, with like, like living in a complex like that. Yeah. Like it's not just yours. You're, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are walking on the floor above you, they should be mindful yeah. of like not doing a workout and jumping up and down. Yeah. Well, and I You'd wouldn't think. want to smell their yeah. cigarette smoke. So yeah. it kind of goes both ways. If if I don't want to smell yeah. that, I, I'm, yeah. fine I just with feel that, like so. if you're paying for a patio and like you have a medical card like that's your medicine and you're sitting on your patio yeah it's like like Kristen Wiig on the plane and bridesmaids it's like help me yeah (laughs) seriously like what they should like literally cut like a hundred dollars off your rent or something (laughs) if if that's a problem hey at at you know, well, never mind. We won't do that. I was we about to say, are you about to shout out the place? <laughs> oh my God. Are you listening? Um, oh, man. No, but the really great thing is. I would write that is, in the reviews. Yeah. I'll anonymous, anonymously do that. She sure because, will. Like, think about, always count on Brandon. Think about living in Oklahoma and like, you know, we're booming here right now too. And if someone's trying to find somewhere to live, I'm going to, I want to be like, hey, in case you're a cannabis user, this is not the place uh, for you to be. Cannabis friendly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, unless yeah. you're a rule breaker and you keep it on the deal in your apartment but <laughs> um but the really great thing is there are a lot of um processors in oklahoma that are dedicated to creating products that although are not um burn and smoke mm-hmm. yes um, give a very similar experience so i mean some that you've chatted with before like mammoth mm-hmm. and um you know dose and some of these other places you can that, do that yeah, yeah so i can vape and be completely Pick fine edibles. in my building get a bit of that mm-hmm. feeling and that that medicated feeling that i get especially when there's anxiety or like sleep yeah. um and you have to medicate <laughs> for that it's nice to have something that can get me you know like super close right. super super close right yeah. i guess i didn't take away all of your rights Darn just, some of them. just a few yeah just a few <laughs> so from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep what's your cannabis routine look like saba i'm so glad you asked (laughs) wow winner question (laughs) um so one one thing i will tell you at living leaf is um we are dedicated to making sure that we are always clear-headed and um, ready to answer all questions our patients ask us i respect that um and so we do not medicate um during the day so on the five or so days (laughs) left on the five or so (laughs) days that i am um dedicating to work i wake up and I might have a CBD gummy. I might, you know, get up, have a cup of coffee and go about yeah. my day. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, on days off, like, you know, today where I was able to come here, yeah. I started off with um, actually making a, not to, to date when we're recording this, but <laughs> I made a, um, um, like a coffee smoothie type thing using a, a mammoth syringe. Ooh, how oh. was it? Um, it was great. It what, was phenomenal. Okay, so tell us about this mammoth syringe. Mammoth syringe. For, for someone who like doesn't know. When yeah. you say syringe, like it's kind of scary. That's really scary. That's a great point. So 
Um, syringes are actually, there's no needles involved for anybody who's scared of needles. Um, so Mammoth is a processor that makes what they call extra virgin cannabis oil. Go ahead and listen to their podcast if you want to learn some more. They are <laughs> really great guys. Holler. Um, <laughs> But um, they make an extract that is full spectrum, so it's very similar to the plant. Um, and so they sell it in cartridges, but they also sell them in a little vial that has a plunger that it'll squeeze a little bit out of one end. And you can dab with it, you can refill your cartridge, or you can put it in edibles, which is one of my favorite things to do with stuff okay. like that. And you get the full spectrum benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's any CBD, any terpenes that are in there... Um, you get the benefits from that, um, and you just get to feel really good. So, what kind of syringe was it? Like, what was it? Like a flea? Like any? Was it a strain? Was it was, yeah. um, a strain specific? Fruity Pebbles was the strain. Ooh, I wish I had good. the box with me so I could talk about the profile and the grower and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But ch- check it out. It, it makes you feel, how does it make you feel? Like in the morning you said you put it in your coffee? I try. So, this is actually my first time doing with this oh, one, cool. but I put it just in some. Um, coconut oil, heated up some coconut nice. oil and then put that in there, mix it up, put a little bit of instant coffee, do a little oh. bit of extra flavor. Ooh. And then I used Starbucks white mocha iced espresso <laughs> that you can oh, get at wow. Target. Yeah, wow. So how sick. much of the pick. syringe are you putting in there? Very little, very, very little. So, um, I did probably a grain of rice size okay. in the full a good visual. little coffee yeah. mixture that I did. Okay. And I just did two tablespoons from that. So probably, you know, anywhere from five to ten, really oh, cool. low. Okay, that would oh, be wow. me. Yeah, that's I mean that's really good though. I feel like that's could you, you don't make, I want really... you to make me one of those concoctions. Yeah. Soon. yeah. Well, and Saba was like, bring one with you. Like, girl, I drank them all. <laughs> next time. Next time. <laughs> next time, yeah. next time. Or you can come to Michael's and yes. have party Coffee. at Michael's. Yes. Um, but one thing for me, I, I medicate with, I talked about anxiety a little bit earlier. Um, I have social anxiety. I have phone anxiety. So I can <laughs> tell you about that one. Um, and so THC is something that is kind of an iffy thing for people with anxiety because yeah. Um, anxiety is kind of, can I say that word any more times? Um, (laughs) one more, it is kind of overactive nerves, Mm -hmm. um, and THC is a nerve stimulant. And so sometimes it can cause things to fire off more and, um, you know, fun story. One time I thought my roommate was trying to kill me. And so I put, (gasps) cause I took, um, too much of a dissolute edible. And so I woke up with all my furniture stacked in front of my door. So, um, oh my god! The anxiety you is stacked very... all your furniture in front of your I door. I did. I I'm did. I'm not trying to like downplay. No, it's this, hilarious. But... Are you kidding me? It's so funny when he told me. I was like, "You're joking, right?" He was like, "I'm never eating I this wish. edible ever again." I was like, um, "But it's such a great lesson for anybody who wants to get into edibles, especially How for much anybody." Was it? Um, I probably took about a hundred milligrams total. Was your normal like um, back then? It was probably about thirty ish. Oh, Oh my gosh, that's so scary <laughs> for so, someone so who's scary. like not. I'm. I'd be terrified. But I had kind of the false con- uh, conception. But conception is not the right word. Yeah. I had this false notion back then that THC helped with sleep. Oh um, yeah, and yeah. that's kind of that's how I learned that it it's not true. Um, and so I had that moment where I said, you know what, I had a really bad edible experience. 
one, I'm never doing that again. And two, I am going to educate my patients as best as I can, especially anybody that talks about anxiety, to what they can do, especially in edible form, to prevent that from happening. Because we all know that's the worst. And I feel like we all know this trial and error is so important with your body. Like, you know, you don't really have someone Mm -hmm. guiding you, I guess, unless you like went to someone like you know, Amy with like boho yeah. oil, someone mm-hmm. who like puts you on like a cannabis regimen and like that's what they do when you pay yeah. someone to do that for you. But like people who don't do that or have access to it, like it's really just you doing Trial your own research and listening and, to your bud tender. Yeah. Is, and yeah. hoping that they are equipped to answer the questions yes. um, yeah. because a lot, it's just like, Oh, oh, I want to work in a dispensary. Oh, cool. Here's the job. Get behind the counter, sell the stuff. Oh my gosh. I have a question for you on that later. Okay. So great. Um, So to touch on your routine, you, I know, but the people don't know that you have, you really struggle with sleeping at night. Mad sleep Um, problems. Michael sometimes will tell me how he makes crazy concoctions just to be able to sleep. So tell us a little bit about that. And you said that THC doesn't help with sleep. And for people who don't know, like, if you'll just explain a little bit how your regimen looks like when you go to sleep since you are not a sleeper. Yeah, absolutely. So um, sleep has always been something I've struggled with, even back to like middle school. Um, And so we can talk if you want to know about kind of things I used to do. But nowadays I um, have quite a few products that I really love. Um, So things like um, Chiba Chew's Sleepy Time, it has CBN and melatonin. Um, Mary's medicinal CBN patch. Sometimes it's, it's what gets there. Um, and then recently, um, 1906 drops, they have the chill in the midnight, nice. um, both of which have, are really great for I that. I haven't got but, to try either one of those yet, but. Oh man, you should have told me I would have brought some. Oh, I will. I'll oh, get, I'll, I'll get. have to bring you, I'll have to bring you some. Um, but, um, one thing that's kind of weird about, um, my kind of medication process on, on sleep is. I cannot do the same thing two days in a row. It's not going to work for me. I don't know why. My body just is refuses to sleep. I have a lot of thoughts I want to think. And um, so, you know, I'll do a quarter of a CBN patch and vape something that has some CBN okay. in it. Yeah. So um, CBN cannabinol. Um, is a cannabinoid that is derived from THC that helps to kind of shut down the nerves that will keep people awake and help people fall asleep. Okay. Um, it also kind of makes your body feel very heavy too. I like so, that. Um, mm-hmm. I yes, chase the body too. high. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love body highs around. And mm-hmm. so um, just kind of knowing CBN helps with that. CBD also helps me feel kind of that strong, you know, will to fall asleep. Um, and so just knowing that and knowing my body and how it interacts with everything, I can kind of mix and match. So like I said, do a quarter of a patch and vape something that has CBN or I'll take, um, the sleepy, two sleepy time Chiba Chews and then I'll do like a CBD gummy or a CBD tincture. Um, things that I know kind of to custom mix every single day to make sure that I can fall asleep um, so that that's I'm neat. fresh to help everybody yeah. the next day. That's neat. Yeah. That's, I feel like in cannabis, like it's so diverse and like universal that like you can take time to mix all that up and yeah. it's not like dangerous, like as it would be if you were like try and do that with like prescription yeah. drugs of some sort, you and, know? And always, you know, if you have those kinds of struggles, like, like I have, luckily I work in a space that I'm, always trying to learn as much as I can about the products that we have, but also cannabis in the body. 
And so I was able to really learn all of that on my own and and read articles and I could kind of gauge everything from that. But um, if that is something that you're really struggling with or if you have kind of extra complicated um, symptoms that you're medicating for, never be afraid to ask your bud tender consultant yeah. behind the counter. Yeah, um, We should all be educated enough to tell you what's going to be safe to mix because you yeah. know the worst thing is if somebody's like put a 20 milligram THC patch on and take 50 milligrams of mm-hmm. of this and then smoke a you know a blunt of right. Skywalker and it's like it's too much yeah and then the next yeah. day you're like weed hungover yeah. and, and you know groggy. not okay so that kind and- of leads me into the next question Michael so we all know that Oklahoma is booming right now and making history with cannabis we hear that from people who don't even live here who are moving here you know when once Colorado was that place for a lot of people in Oklahoma to go to so as a patient and a manager what do you think is a good piece of a good piece of advice to give someone that who's not as educated or they're just like unfamiliar with the market like what would you um are we talking patients? Yes, the guys. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ask questions. Yeah, never be afraid. So, I think a lot of people get into a dispensary and they're like, um, you know, maybe they feel a little nervous about the experience, or maybe they're just kind of, you know, in a hurry in and out. Um, or you know, there's a lot of people waiting, and you you mm, feel nervous about. Yeah, yeah, you're like you're like, oh, I don't want to ask a question because they're going to wait longer. Yeah, who cares? Ask the question. Like, it's all about creating an experience. Yeah. No, I say <laughs> it's who cares, all about creating an experience for you, and That's and you need to advice. make sure yeah. you're educated. And and if that takes a couple, an extra couple minutes, I tell you what, those patients behind. Um, you know, they're going to feel more comfortable about asking questions as well You're because you kind of broke else. the seal. Yeah, yeah, um, and I tell absolutely. you what, I, those are my favorite conversations to have. I will, I will talk your ear off for, I mean, we're about to find out 45, 50 minutes, <laughs> three hours. <laughs> I will talk hours. about cannabis forever. We'll start talking about space too, yeah, but you know, it's, right. it's ask questions. Do not yeah. be afraid to take a little bit of extra time. It, it's okay. And, that's good. and anybody that kind of is like, Oh, I don't like that. They're doing that. They're going to be appreciative one day that they're going to have the questions and they're going yeah. to appreciate you're that actually helping your bed tenders as a patient. Yeah. Like you're helping them get outside of their box oh, and do yeah. what they should I be doing. Because like, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. d- if you do walk away and maybe someone didn't answer your question, I think that's kind of like a personal thing that you're kind of like, oh, okay, like I, I need to maybe need to know that next time, or I need to go ask yeah. my manager if oh. they can help me. But like, it doesn't make you feel great to feel like you left someone unanswered. Yeah. Well, and it's constantly challenging. I mean, I know Michael can relate. It's like when patients come in and it they ask a question that I've not heard of before or I'm just unfamiliar with. I like immediately I'm like <laughs> texting Michael like, okay, this person came in and said that's this. Good. Like what is, but that's because as a, like on the help side, like that's my job is to help people. And so mm-hmm. I want to make sure yeah. I can do my best. And if I don't know, and I mean, we talk about this all the time. It's okay for me to say, I don't know. Hey, I don't know, but let me get your number. I'll give you a call back as soon as we get an answer for you. Or I'm like, it's, I have fast thumbs. So let me Google this right quick. <laughs> yeah. like, I just want to, yeah, like, yeah. let's figure this out. Let's or, figure it out together. Or which a is lot cool. of times we can bonding even. with mm-hmm. the patient. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. a, yeah. Yeah. And we have such a background of, you know, body and cannabis that we can even, so if somebody comes in and says, I'll give one example of somebody that came in and and said, I struggle with psoriatic arthritis. And I was like, 
I don't know that specifically, but I know psoriasis is inflammation and then arthritis. We're definitely dealing with inflammation. So Mm -hmm. I was able to talk to her about CBD and how it can help with inflammation, Mm -hmm. um, that terpene carophylline and how it can carry off however you decide (laughs) to say it, um, and how it helps with inflammation and lots of other things. And so we can, if we can't reason it out, we are always like, "Hey, have you encountered this?" Or we're like, "Let me let me do a quick and little that's how search." You should be. I feel like any mm-hmm. good bud tender, yeah. any good dispensary you go to, that that's what we need. That's what we yeah. need more of. It's true. Yeah. So this can be a little bit of a controversial question in the industry, dun, but dun, dun, we want to get dun. your input. Do you think indica and sativa really matter? So when like a patient comes in, is that how they should shop or is there another way that you think would be better suited? Because when people come in, I know they're very like indica and sativa and like it, that one way or the other. I have, uh, my answer might be controversial. I don't That's know. Okay. That's okay. I think that's um, how it is. Yeah. I don't think it is necessarily though. So I think the this is language that... Um, people who have been consuming on the illicit market for decades are, are used to using. And yeah. um, it, it refers very specifically to the botanical properties of the plant as it grows. Um, and so I, I understand the language from that standpoint. And I often think about um, connecting and, and finding common language between people. So mm-hmm. right. if patients come in and they say, you know, I'm looking for a sativa, I am more than happy to continue using sativa with them. Yes. I will use a clarifier to say, are we looking for a really uplifting sativa? Or are we looking for a good energy focus? Sativa? Which is nice because it helps you kind of get mm-hmm. the patient thinking like this is what the diverse things are yeah. about something that you consider as a sativa, but like you're kind of educating yeah. at the same and time. Yeah. And we're kind of starting that conversation of, you know, sativa and indica for those of us that are into industry, it means nothing for the experience anymore. Yes. Everything is a hybrid. It's we're learning about terpenes. We're learning about minor cannabinoids. We're learning about flavonoids. Stay tuned America. <laughs> and so um, there's just so much that we're learning and it's just changing all the time that, um, it, it's nice to at least start that conversation yeah, with patients absolutely. and, you know, some people will talk about GG4 and I'm like, GG4 technically is a sativa, but you come across some GG4s that knock you on that couch and you are not coming up. Yeah. And so, um, necessarily does not mean strain names. We can also get into that at some point. The profile um, breakdown can yeah, be a lot the, more important. So much more important. And so, um, I think the best way to integrate indica and sativa into the conversation is using it as a way to clarify for patients. So if we get something in, even if it might botanically be an indica, I'll look at the profile and maybe we'll have somebody try it out. And um, it's more of an uplifting experience and it's not an indica per se, quotation marks. And so we will tell patients this is, you know, considered to be an indica because that's what the strain normally is. Right. But this is more of a sativa feeling. And then that way they know, oh, you know, common ground. Names. Yes. Yeah, but we can at that. least um, describe to them what the feeling is going to be like using um, vocabulary that they are familiar with, which yes. I think it is. I re- and I get that. I think yeah. like I respect yeah. that on that level. Whenever you're like trying to get to know somebody, you don't want to turn them off with something mm-hmm. that's like, you know, maybe left field to them. Yeah. yeah. And I love to be right. But I think what's more important <laughs> is making sure that patients 
feel comfortable and confident with their purchase. And right. if I have to say sativa indica, yeah. girl, I'm going to say sativa indica. Yeah, I want to make sure that they're out. happy. Right. Mm-hmm. So we all know that the cannabis industry shows mad love. <laughs> Anybody sure in this industry, I feel like, Ooh. what would you say your favorite thing is about being in the industry? I know you. I know you're passionate about like educating patients and stuff, mm-hmm. but on t- I past that. What would you say? I think the the kind of coolest part of 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 being a part of this industry as it's going and and seeing is having the ability to affect um, the industry in Oklahoma and kind of what's important to us. And so, um, you you talk to anybody who comes from another state has been shopping in dispensaries in other states. Oklahoma dispensaries are very different. Oklahoma patients are very yes, different, sure are. and so it's so cool to get to say, you know, that's really cool that that's how Colorado does it. But Oklahomans value blank. And so this is why the industry is like this and I get to be a part. And so, um, you know, being, having you guys that are so um, focused on education and also breaking the stigma of like, what does a quotation mark stoner look like um, and function? Um, I think that aspect of it and being a part in my own small way Mm -hmm. of guiding towards that, like break the stigma. Like you can be a part of the journey. Yeah. yeah, You can be a huge nerd and just love cannabis a lot, you know? know? And and it's just, it's so cool to be a part of that in the state. I love that. That's That's a a really good answer. Yeah. So what's (laughs) something, which we talk about this often, what's something um, for maybe patients who haven't been into dispensary, just getting their card listening. What's something patients should know before coming into a dispensary for their first time? Um, The best thing that I can say is take a deep breath. It is (laughs) not a a scary experience. Um, I can tell you my, one of my first dispensary experiences was in California and I walked into this place that was so scary and (laughs) my idea of going into a dispensary was already scary and then to have that on top of it I was like oh my gosh um but the best thing I can tell you is is um take a deep breath um go on in it is not going to be a scary experience um we're here to help you um and then like I said earlier ask questions like if you do not come in comfortable, I want you to leave yeah. very comfortable. Hop on weed yeah. maps too to yeah, figure out where you're maps. going before you go. Do some Google searches. And I think the the other thing is a lot of people will say, I am medicating for blank. So I'm going to go into the dispensary and, you know, get ask them for what they think is going to help. Um, and I think everybody could benefit from just doing a quick search on what are the symptoms that you are needing to medicate for and what are the types of things that will help with that. And then that will help your bud tender consultant guide that um, the conversation in store a lot better. I have a lot of people that will come in and say, I'm medicating for pain and the pain is the most important thing. And we'll start talking about, you know, CBD and, and it's like, oh, no, 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 I don't want CBD. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Let's, you know, go somewhere else. So it's... um don't be afraid to, to one, know what you're looking for and what's, val- what's important to you, but don't be afraid to do a quick little search on on kind of the types of things that will help you. And, and then when you come in, we will be able to talk mad details yeah. and I can really dig That's in good. and help. That's good. 
Um, so like as a dispensary dispensary manager, Michael, what do you think is lacking in our industry and what we could improve on? I'm a broken record. I'm sorry. Education, I think, is is number one. Um, you know, one thing in, in Oklahoma is people are so passionate about um, their dispensary, their products, their this, their brands, you know, and, yes. and they're so, you know, they're Instagram influencers, they are so, myself being one that's, you know, shows mad love all the time. We're so passionate about all these things. And um, don't forget that um, although not everybody might be medicating per se, although THC consumption is medication at all times because it is keeping homeostasis in our bodies. There you are. Um, But um, some people are medicating because it makes them feel really good. And some people are medicating because they have cancer and they've lost their appetite and they're losing their hair and they don't know how to um, manage and and get by emotionally. And um, so just knowing that your cannabis cannabis journey is very different from everybody else's and, and um, dispensaries are equipped to handle all. Um, And so, you know, it, they're, Just everybody is different. We need to make sure that we're learning as much as we can about what we're doing, what our bodies need. Yeah, always education. That's a great starting point from the ground. And we hear that often from all of our people we interview. They're always like, we need more education. It's a common thing. That's not just in Oklahoma. I feel like that's just industry and nation. I mean, even worldwide, there needs to be more education on cannabis. The research with cannabis has been held back for so long. I mean, Mm -hmm. decades and decades that we could have Sciences moved so far, we could have been learning so oh, much, and I it know. would we could have tablets that could you know cure anything and everything. Yeah. But it's it's you know we're here. This is where we're at. We just need to you know go forward and do make with the, what we got. Yeah, yeah, make the best of it. And then I, I the other part is the stigma. There's such a large, even still in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, there's such a big stigma about people that consume cannabis, mm-hmm. and it's it's. Everybody can do it. And and I can tell you in a dispensary, everyone does do it. It's okay, guys. This is such a normal thing. And and the the high part of it is as much or as little as you want it to be. Um, And that ties into the education. And so, you know, cannabis is medicine, man. Yeah. Word. That was very well said. Um, So I know I've walked into dispensaries before and I... Always do a quick scan, check out the vibe. And if the vibe doesn't fit mine, I normally will walk out because as somebody with anxiety, I will get that actually going into a dispensary. But with that being said, in your own words, um, from the moment you walk in to the moment you leave, what sets Living Leaf apart from other dispensaries? The second you walk into Living Leaf, um, the vibe is very clean um, and very... um, open. I think, um, and and there's some other dispensaries that are like that, but one thing is when you walk into Leaving Leaf, you know, ah, this is a safe space. We have a wall that has, you know, sayings like gratitude is magnetic, good vibes only, things like that. And those are principles that aren't just lines on a wall. Those are our um, principles that we live by. Um, And so you just walk in and it's like, ah, you know, just that breath. Um, If we have a person at our front desk, that front, that person at the front desk will have a bright smile on their face and hi, welcome to Living Leaf. Um, And, you know, same thing, tension just 
flies out of someone's body when they see somebody smiling. Yes. Um, and as somebody, sob girl, you know, anxiety <laughs> central myself, yes. um, have been the person who will sit in my car outside of a dispensary and I'm like, okay, um, is it worth it? I'm going in for this. Pep is talk. it going to be worth Yeah, yeah. I have to give myself a pep talk. I know. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. I know. You don't like want it to, but yeah. it and, is. Um, so that's, I think, kind of the biggest thing is you are going to come in. If we have that person in the front, they're going to just make you feel so welcome. If not, you're going to come into that back room and we're going to make you feel yep. so welcome. Yeah. Full circle around yeah. there, huh? Yeah. And I think from the moment you walk in, it's it's very apparent that um, what we're doing is just a little bit different. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. And we know that Living Leaf prides itself on education and putting patients first. So my, I have a question, like as a patient, not like working as a bud tender or anything, when you hire new people, like... What do you guys look for? Like, can are are you training them from the ground up? Do you expect people to already know about cannabis, cannabis, or is that something that you're okay with being like you're a clean slate? Like, I'll train you, or you know what I'm saying? Um, number one, are you willing to wash my car whenever I ask? For something? <laughs> um, Seriously, <laughs> um, I will tell. I mean, with Living Leaf, I. I do not care about if you have cannabis knowledge, especially as somebody who came in with diddly squat. Um, that means absolutely nothing to me because... Personal it, experience, yeah, I guess you yeah. can understand if that. You, if you are willing to learn, yes. um, that's the most important thing. Um, but what we really look for when we are um, interviewing people for Living Leaf or you know anybody asks... We want people that are bright and happy and vibrant that um, have an inner light um, and a passion, whatever that passion is for. Um, But I think more than anything, um, just kind. Like um, kindness is so – I should have worn my Be Kind hoodie. Um, Kindness is so important. Our our patients come in and you don't know um, kind of what they're going through. And so it is so much more important to have a person that is a bright, shining presence for them to feel more comfortable than it is for somebody that comes in that knows everything about cannabis. Yes. You can learn. I like that, um, though. That's, it's you, cool yeah. that, like, even from personal experience, you answered that question differently than I thought you might. You yeah. Know? But, like, <laughs> I think that's, a, like, in a good way, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you just started using cannabis in 2019, and so like, you get it. Because I know that some mm-hmm. people are, like, we, you know, you need, you have to have experience in doing this. You've had to work in a dispensary for a year, but like someone genuinely like wanting to do that. Cause we've had people like DM us sob yeah. to be like, Hey, do you guys have advice? Like, or like they're even out of state and they're like, it's about to become legal here. I really want to get in the industry. Like I, I want to work at a dispensary, but like, and they have no experience, but like I, the most recent message, I was just like, educate yourself. Like you're going to have a one up on yeah. other people, you know, before mm-hmm. you come in to get that interview. Like, even if it's just like hopping on Leafly, like looking at cannabis 101 and like mm-hmm. going through all that stuff, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? And that's a really good step too. So, uh, you know, we always look for the personality traits first. We mm-hmm. want people that are going to be that type, but I will tell you, I have sat in on some interviews and, and um, we had somebody uh, in an interview and he said, uh, he talked about CBG and CBN. And I was like, uh, uh, 
uh, yeah. what? <laughs> Especially as yeah. somebody back then, CBG wasn't as much for me, but CBN, because I've always yeah. you know, mm-hmm. been interested in, you know, sleeping. Um, and so um, he said that and I wrote, I wrote it down and was like, that is, that is baller. Like, that's yeah. awesome that yeah. he already kind of knows some stuff. So right. maybe, maybe the training process is going to be just a little yeah. It, a little I bit totally, easier. Yeah, I feel it's that. so cool. So yeah. yeah, I mean, as long as uh, just know, like, listen, life is awesome. I'm so grateful for like existing and being here, and the sun is out, and like yes, all that kind of yes. stuff, and just saying like, Preach. I have, I'm so grateful for life, and like, I just want to help people, and and then you also come in with a little bit, even a little bit, and you say carofiling, girl. I'm like. What? <laughs> so having just a little bit of that knowledge is good, but it's not, it is not necessary, yeah, especially a living good. life. Because That's comforting. I can teach you. I'm a really good teacher. I yeah. can teach you. I know. You got a lot of knowledge in that brain of yours. Facts. Most important question, Michael, joints or blunts? Blunts. Blunts? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think, uh, actually, I should have said yes, because I do <laughs> like both. I do yeah. like both. Um, but, I, you know, there's just... I don't know if it's a mental game. I just feel a little more natural when I, especially like a King Palm. It's yeah. a leaf yes. and it's rolled up in a corn cob I filter. F- and I'm I like, feel that so hard. I'm like, oh, God, you know, the wind's blowing my hair <laughs> behind me. And, you know, I'm on like a, a Swiss mountainside. Um, Ooh, paint my picture. Yeah. I know. Perfect. Um, I think uh, most brands of, of joint papers, um, add a little bit of flavor. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas I think blunts don't generally, and especially King Palm, which is my favorite. So yeah. um, I am, you know, mad blunts. Okay. I'm mad bad. blunts. Mad Noted. Blunts. Everyone, are you listening? <laughs> um, so Michael, is there anything else you'd like to add on before we end this episode? Um, you know, it's just a lot of the same things that I said. I just kind of want to button my, my conversation of, um, you know, when you walk into a dispensary, never be afraid to ask questions. You know, that is the most important part of your visit and your cannabis experience. And if you want to make sure that you're medicating for the things that you want to medicate for, um, but you're also uh, making sure that you always have a good experience or that you are getting to a great experience, um, ask questions. Um, if your bud tender consultant cannot answer those questions, don't be afraid to not purchase. If people do not buy from me, I am not offended at all. Um, more than anything, I'm like, gosh, I feel like I maybe didn't answer something or there's something I couldn't have, there's yes. something I could have done. It's a good so, perspective for um, sure. Do not like ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. The patient experience is number one. Most important. Most important. Most important. Awesome. Ask questions. Great answer, awesome. Michael. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking the thank time. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank so you so fun. much. <laughs> We loved getting to listen to you and hear your passion for this industry and just hearing you share all your knowledge. And I'm grateful to know and work with someone whose head is so big with all the knowledge that's in there. Hats don't even fit. Come on. I, well, and thank you for all of that you do for this community. I don't think you guys, well, maybe you do, I don't know, but I don't think you guys know the impact that you're having on Oklahoma cannabis and kind of the journey that the whole state is on. So yeah. thank you guys for what you do. Thanks thank for the you, kind Michael. words, Michael. That was very sweet of you. Oh, um, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. And as always, Brand, stay medicated.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.